0: The Kutta Siches Chelik Parsha Nasei Gimel, and this is also a Siyum of Masechtah Nazir. By the Dinim Fun a in regards to the Halachas of a nozir a Nazarite, which is in our Parsha, as a Tarnish drinking wine that he's not allowed to. Number one, is not allowed to drink wine. The Tar Le-Yavar Al Raisha and that he's not allowed to shave his head and as long as he is a nazir he's not allowed to become contaminated to a dead body as well as in regards to the halachas of when he does take a, when he does cut off his hair at the end of his period and the karbanis that he has to bring when he does that, and also Carbonus, if he were to accidentally or otherwise become Tame, then he would have to bring Carbonus as well, so all of those laws, and etc., as well as the other laws, lampen up as a and on by a saibayan ozer of a bashtim the Chachamim, are sages, in the Gemara learn that we, they know this from the Psukim, that these laws apply, pertain, to a nazir for a certain period of time, because a nozir can take upon himself to be a nozir for a certain period of time. For instance, Shloishim minimum is 30 days, and any period longer than that. So, so it applies to that, on Sai, by a nozir oilam, as well as a nozir who has taken upon himself to become a nozir forever, for the rest of his life. A nozir of Shtendik, a nozir for the rest of his life. So these laws pertain to both a nozer for a certain period or a nozer forever. The is not, the only difference would be as a Nozir, if tezman, that a nozer that is only for a certain period of time cannot take a haircut until the end of that period. When however, somebody who is a nozer forever is allowed to take a haircut, and, bring the and he also brings the carbonus, associated with taking the haircut, when his hair becomes too long, and unmanageable, he's allowed to take a haircut, which is once a year, 12 months, every 12 months, he can take a hair a haircut, and bring the carbonus, that come along with it, whereas somebody, who's only for a certain period, has to wait until the end of that period to take his haircut. However, there is also another category of being a Nazir. Which is not actually articulated in the Torah. But we find reference to this in the Prophets, in the Tanakh. In the Avtoirah of the Sedra, in the Avtoirah of this week's Sedra, of Nossai Sedra which is the story of Nozer Shimshon, The Shimshna Gibber uh, was a Nozer as well. By Shimshon state, and by him it says, a, a, a razor shall not come upon his head, Ki nazir anar, because this child, the angel was saying to the mother of Shimshon, because this child will be a Nozer. Uh, Unto Hashem and therefore he should never take a haircut. Which means that Shimshin is also a Nazir for the for his whole life. However, all it all the laws of Nazir did not apply to him. Not every single law of Nazir applied to him. But because this Shimshon was permitted to, in fact he did um, become come into contact with dead bodies the Gemara says he killed uh, so on, they killed many of the Plishtim and, uh, the Gemara learns it from there and as well there are a few other laws which are different for Shimshin than they are for a Nozir for any other Nazir, as will be explained a little later when the ribe b'shas ainazokt and therefore, if somebody were to take an, uh, a vow, I, he is going to be a nosher like Shimshin, Or is Ladas Rabbi Yehuda? According to Rabbi Yehuda, is as when I passed the which the Ramam also rules in that way, is er oser beyaino beteglachas. He's prohibited from drinking wine and from taking a haircut but he is permitted to come into contact with dead bodies. That is not a restriction for him, just like Shimshim was permitted to. Base in the Mishnah, the very last Mishnah at the end of Masechtan Nazir we say teaches us as follows: Nozir hayu shmul Shmuel, the prophet Shmuel was a Nazir according to the opinion of Rabbi Nehairai Shenemar, as the Pasuk says the, the, um, his mother said took a, a, a vow that if she will have a baby then she will dedicate him to Hashem and a Maira will not uh, uh, be applied to his head so the question becomes what exactly is Meira? So Rabbi Noach says that Meira means a blade, a razor blade. He shouldn't, he won't take a haircut. the It's written by Shimshin, the word Meira, and over there it means a blade. And it says by Meira, Ma Meira Nazir, just like the Meira which is written by Shimshin means that he was a Nazir, that he's not allowed to take a haircut. Nazir. So also the word Meira which is written by Shmuel, means that he will be a Nazir. So Rabbi Yaisi said to him, He says, no, the word Maira here means fair. His mother was saying he will never fair anyone. No, he will not fear any person. It doesn't mean a razor blade. It means meire from the word fair. Amalei Rab Neiroy. So said to him, nemar." But doesn't it say in the pasuk, Shmuel," that Shmuel said, Shol How could I go there and Shol will hear and he will kill me? So we see that he was afraid of Shol. So therefore, if Chana said that he will never be afraid, it would have happened, since we see that he was afraid of a human of Shol. So that means that the word mita doesn't mean that he will not be afraid. It means that he, he, a blade will not come upon his head, meaning to say that he became that she um, dedicated him as a nazir. So this is the Machloikis at the, in the last mishnah of nazir dafim fashtain. So we have to understand about this. From them up given a from from the fact that Reb Noeiroy. Brings a Shava. It says Maira over here, it says Maira over here. So therefore just like meira Bashim means that he's a nozer, so also meira Bashmul means that he's a Nozir. Bibald Shava So since we have the rule that when you make a Shava, there is no half ways by Exer Shava. If you have a Shava, everything is the same. Whatever you learn from here, you learn from here. And then it would have to come out, as the Das Rabnei that according to Rabnei Roy, Shmuel given a Nazir in the Zalbansug, right, from the Shimshin? Then, since we know that Shmuel was a Nazir from Shimshon, from the Gzeri from Shimshin, so therefore it would have to come out that Shmuel was a Nazir in the same way as Shimshin. Meaning to say that he would be permitted to become Tommy to a mace, just like Shimshin was permitted. Paskin of the Rambam, but the Rambam, however, says differently. As Shmuel HaRamosi nazir The Rambam says that Shmuel HaRamosi meaning Shmuel the prophet, was a nazir for, the, for his whole life. That's the status of nazir that he was. Thus haste. Erod gat which means that he had all the laws that apply to a nazir, like every nazir which is for the rest of his life. Shimshin is different than everyone. But Shmuel was a regular Nazir Elam. Vazvigezak, and as we mentioned earlier, is Nazir Elam also l'Tamalam Mason? What we call a Nazir Oilam is pro- prohibited from coming to uh, Tommy mace. Hich is a Meikil Batar and in fact, if uh, a Nazir oilam if his hair becomes too long and un uh, unmanageable, he's allowed to cut it. He's allowed to cut it back but he has to bring the three animals, the Nether. In fact, there's another halacha which is that he, if he wants, he can go to the Rav and uh, be matir nether. He took a vow to become a Nazir, but he finds he didn't realize what it was and whatever the justification would be, but he is able to undo his nether and therefore stop being a Nazir a Nazir Shimshin, where Shimshin is different in that way, on the one hand, he's allowed to become Tamei to a mace, but if his hair became too long, he was not permitted to take a haircut, we know what happened when Shimshin had a haircut, and he also is not permitted to disavow his vow, he's allowed, he cannot do that, so those are the other two things in which Shimshin is different than another Nazir, first of all, he's never allowed to take a haircut and secondly, that he is committed to his naziris, he cannot undo his naziris so we find differences between Shmuel and Shimshin in the way that they practice their naziris but if we know that Shmuel is a nazir from Shimshin b- through Aqzeir Shaba, then it should be exactly the same he, uh, Shmuel should we should see Shmuel in the same way as we see Shimshin which is with the laws that apply to Shimshin Nochmer, and even more so. In your the the question becomes greater. In your up from posa in Israel. This is well he, what he shall do on the Torah of his Nazir, on the laws of his Nazir, of being a Nazir. So we learn from the the Yerushalmi learns from there as nazir Shimshon that the uh, the type of Nazirus that Shimshon had is not called teira. In other words, it's not. The standard uh, degree of nazir that is mentioned in the Torah, of which the Torah speaks, on the Rambam Shimshon In fact, the Rambam all says it, spells it out that Shimshon was not a standard nazir. He was not a the classic nazir. He wasn't a full nazir. He only had some aspects of nazirus. Whereas Shmuel we see as a Nazir as a standard, a regular Nazir the way the Torah speaks of it. V. learnt an up from Shimshin in Nazir was was called in Naziris Olam. So how is it that we can learn the laws that apply to Shmuel, which is a Nazir Eilam, which is a standard Nazir, how can we learn it from Shimshin, who wasn't a Nazir Eilam? And if you want to learn a Gzair you have to learn everything the way, it, the way Shimshin was, that's the way Shmuel would be. How can we apply more nazirus to Shmuel than Shimshin had if we're learning it from Shimshin,ze Shava. I didn't mention what Exe Shava is, and Exze Shava means it's one of the thirteen ways of which we expound the Taira. If we find a keyword in one place and a keyword in another place, we apply laws from one to the other. In this case, the word meira is found by both places. So we are able to, Expound the 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 laws of one to the other, but that it has that limitation that it has to be exactly the way it is in the other one. So some Far want to answer this question as the limit from Shimshin in his nishvik zayrus shava, that it's not meant to be zayrus shava. The word mayra mayra is not meant to be zayrus shava that we learn from Shimshin. nor agilu miltsa ba'alma. It's only telling us. It, it, the Gemara, the Gemara is, or the Mishnah is telling us what it says. You find by Shimshon the word Ma'ira, not Aksayra Shava from Shimshon but we're looking to find what the meaning of the word Ma'ira is. So we find it by Shimshon and we know what it means there. As Ma'ira is an naziros, that Ma'ira by Shimshon means cutting his hair. So it means that naziros Pungvi by Shimshon nishvi. Nishvi Das, Rabbi Yudas, Rabbi as his main and that in the word, that it's, what it's telling us is don't think that Meira means what Rabbi Yoisi is saying Meira means, that it means fear of a person. No, look by Shimshin, you'll see the word Meira means a blade, and therefore it means Nizirus. So, therefore, now that we know that the word Meira by Shmuel also means a blade, therefore also means Nazirus, so we understand that Shmuel had gemeint in for a So, we understand now that what his mother was saying was that he will be a Nazir. She wasn't saying he's going to be a Nazir like Shimshin, she was saying he's going to be a Nazir, the standard type of Nazir for the rest of his life. But, she wasn't... We're not applying the laws of Nazirus from Shimshin to Shmuel. We're merely trying to understand what the word meira means. So the Mishnah says, the meira means not fair, it means the same thing as it means by Shimshin. And therefore, it's not limited to the type of um, teaching that Exeter Shava is limited to, that it has to be exactly the same. All it is saying is that it's talking about Nazirus however in the mother of Shmuel who was the one that was committing him to become a Nazir she wasn't saying he's going to be a Nazir like Shimshin. she meant the standard uh, law of Nazirus which is a Nazir elam, because that's what she was saying he'll be a, a Nazir for the rest of his life so that's what those commentators say but the Rebbe doesn't like that but when you look at the Mishnah and the wording in the Mishnah seen, it see where it says it says it says and it says by Shmuel Meira. Ma Meira Amorab Shimshin Nazir, just like Meira, like, which is written by Shimshin means a Nazir. Af Meira Amorab Shmuel Nazir. So also Meira, which is written by Shmuel Nazir. Which is the exact wording, Alashim Vazved Genutz by Exeira Shava. This is actually the way the Gemara always applies Exeira Shava in this very type of wording. So that it would seem that the Mishnah is drawing a zeder shava from one to the other. The eid and most importantly, the fon basazok ma He says just like meira is written by Shimson, a meira is written by Shmuel. Just like it means nazir by Shimson, it means nazir by Shmuel too. Unish ma tar tar. If he was looking for the meaning of the word meirah, and that's what he's comparing, then he would have said, just like the word meirah by shimshin means a a razor blade, so also it means by shmuel. But it doesn't say that it means it means a nazir that he was a nazir. So that lends itself more to say that it's like exodus shabbat. Also not. When you get to the conclusion that it's a, uh, a metal blade, or shall Nazirus, or that it's talking about uh, the the blade of a nazirus, and so on, it seems to be talking about the laws of nazirus, not about the meaning of the word meir. His mashma. So therefore, we would see more as does his nishnar agila that it's not just coming to tell us that it means a blade. In the in the in the meaning of the word meirah. Nor we learned up in the naziris shmuel from the naziris shimshon, but rather the wording lends itself more to say that we learned the type of naziris that applied to shmuel from the fact that shimshon uh, was a nazir, so also shmuel was a nazir. So we're back to that it seems to be Shabbat. Gimel, the hanshichts the mishnah zog gemara. So now on this Mishnah, there's a small piece of Gemara at the very end of Masech the Nazar which says as follows Amar Rav bere Rav, the sage Rav said to Chiyah his son, Chatoifu brich. when you have an opportunity take the opportunity and make the bracha, there were t- in those days, one person led the benching, it's talking about specifically the benching in this case so one person said the benching aloud and everybody answered Amen. So, Rav said to Chia, you take the opportunity to actually say the benching and let them answer Amin. And the Rav Huna said the same thing to Rav, his son, you take the opportunity to make the bracha. So, the Gemara says, shall we conclude from this that the one making the bracha is a higher standard than the one answering Amin to the bracha because they were advising their children to be the one to make the bracha. But but we learned in the brisa otherwise. Rabbi Yosi said, that the one that answers amen is even greater than the one making the bracha. But and Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Yosi, he takes an oath by heaven, that this is truly so and he brings proof from this Gulairim is Garim of Muhammad because the junior soldiers, the mediocre soldiers, they're the ones that go into the fray of the war first. They go in at first. Gvigibairim noitzchim but the mighty soldiers, the expert soldiers, they're the ones that seal the victory. So we see that the one that begins is only considered to be a, a an amateur. The one that concludes it, that's the one who who has the victory. So in other words, the one answering Amen is the greater one. So we have a contradiction. So the Gemara answers Tanoi, he it's a of Tanoim, the Tanya, because we learned in another B'rai, that the posu Hashem iti, let's praise Hashem together, is uh, might apply both to the one that makes the bracha and the one that answers Amen. Ela, however, but it's a good idea to take the, the opportunity to, weave, to be the one that makes the bracha. So we see that that tana, that prisa holds that it's better to make the bracha, and the other should answer amen. Rabbi Yossi and Rab Noiroi say that it's better to answer amen. So it's a machlekis so, so therefore the other two sages, Rav and Rabhuna, they went according to the other tana. So that's the Gemara's commentary on the Mishnah. We have to understand. What is the from the Gemara to the Mishnah of What is the connection between this Gemara and what is written in the Mishnah? Das is doch im This idea of who should make the bracha, who should answer Amen, that's something that belongs in Masech to It's a matter pertaining to Bruchas, which its place is in the chap in the book in the Masechta called Brachas in fact, it's also mentioned over there, so why is it suddenly appearing at the end of the Masechta Nazir, in continuation to that Mishnah that we just studied so there are commentaries that say, as the Gemara will do bring in noch for Rab that the Gemara here wants to quote another something that Rab Roy said B'Shaychas mit Maimer was in the Mishnah. As a follow up to the to what Rabnairoi may said in the Mishnah, in our Mishnah it was Rab. The since it's very seldom that we see something attributed to Rabnairoi throughout Shas, so therefore he said something in the Mishnah, let's quote something else from Ramno Hiroi alongside it. Especially that in this comment of Rab in regards to the Bracha and the Amen, Rab also responded to that. So, in other words, it's a discussion between Rab and Rab very similar to our Mishnah, which was also a discussion between Rab and as Yoisi. in the Mishnah just like Mishnah. This is a It's difficult to say that this is the reason that this Gemara is brought here because number one the Gemara doesn't start with what Rabbi Yesi and Rabbi Nohoi Roy said um, nochtem, and then to say what the Amiroim Rav and Rav Huna said in regards to that then it would make sense it starts the opposite it tells us what the Amiroim said and then it goes on to discuss what Rabbi Yesi and Rab Nehroi said about this matter. So it, if the only reason was because we were looking to quote Rab Nehroi again, together with Rabbi Yesi, it should have started with that. But since it starts with the Amirroim's comment, and then goes into what Rabbi Yehsi and Rab Nehroi said, it would seem that that's not the reason. Number two. In the way that the Gemara presents it, the Gemara starts w- first with the argument against, with the other opinion, the one that goes against Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yisri. They start with the opinion that one should make the Bracha and then go into what Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi, Rabbi say, which is, no, you should answer Amen. If it was looking to quote Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Nehrui it would have brought their opinion first and then the opposing opinion number three B'chlal in the Mishnahs and Rabbi Nehrui and Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi and Mechuluk in our Mishnah Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Nehrui are on different sides of the issue they argue about what they're about the issue of uh, whether Shmuel was a nozer or not when the Gemara gains the the whereas in the Gemara they're both agreeing about, the, uh, about their opinion. So it's not as if the, uh, the discussion between Rabbi Yose and Rabbi Roy is so similar to what's happening in our Mishnah. It's the exact opposite. Here they argue, here they disagree. So therefore it's difficult to say that it's just about the fact that Rabbi Yosef and Meroy appear in a discussion. And that's why the Gemara quotes it here too. Nishmoven. we have to understand even more about this Gemara the Siyama Gemara how does the Gemara actually conclude it concludes with another statement Loza said in the name of the students of the sages bring, uh, bring increased peace in the world as it says in the Pasuk all your sons the ones that uh, are, are learn the Torah of Hashem they bring peace and so on that's how the Gemara concludes so we have to understand this statement doesn't seem to have any connection neither to the Gemara nor to the Mishnah and if you want to say that the reason that it brings in this very nice statement, that they bring peace to the world, is because the Gemara wants to conclude with something good which is a rule, sometimes we have uh, a Gemara which concludes with something negative, so they throw in a nice statement to conclude in a nice, uh, you know with a nice statement if that were the reason first of all whenever, when that happens the Gemara looks for something that is at least related to the subject matter that was discussed earlier, not to bring something random just because it has a nice ending. So what's, uh, what's the connection between what is written before? and and besides for that, in the Initial Shel Afnezah is Misaim Adavatayv. In fact, the the previous uh, the ending of the Gemara is also a good thing. Mita Shel Bracha it discusses a bracha answering Amen. That's a fine subject. Why would we have to conclude with something better than that? So it can't be that it's just about concluding with something toiv, something good. We also have to understand a few a, a few things about the way the Gemara words this subject. Number one, what did Rabbi roy add to the words of Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yasi said Rabbi Yasi gave us the rule that the one that answers Amen is even greater than the one making the bracha so what did Rabbi Nohiroi respond? He said in other words he takes a note this is true, this is so what does Rabbi Nohiroi add? by saying I agree with you and also what does it add when he brings his proof from the, the story with the uh, with the junior soldiers, with the senior soldiers that deliver the victory, what is he adding to the understanding of the matter? Another thing we have to understand, but Kamer in Shas, in a number of places in Shas, this thing at the end of the Gemara that uh, that the Talmud Chachamim, add peace to bring peace to the world is Memesayim it usually goes on with an additional end which is Al b'naiich, ele b'naiich, ele b'naiich. do not read b'naiich, b'naiich. they build that uh, the word which means sons can also mean to build so that they build the world in peace but for some reason the it doesn't bring this conclusion and most of the versions that we have of Shas hey, so we'll understand all of the above by first introducing the question that the Radak asks the Radak asks a basic question how did Shmuel become a Nazir? One, you can't say that it's because his mother took an oath and therefore he became a Usually, of course, the method is that the person himself takes an, a vow that he will become a for himself. In this case, it wasn't Shmuel that made the vow. It was his mother that made the vow. That's what made him a she said in Asati ibn she said, If I will have a baby, I will give him to Hashem, dedicate him to Hashem, call him a for his whole life, and a meyra, as we explained means a blade will not come upon his head, meaning he'll be a nozir. So you can't say that it was because of Khanat, because number one Shmuel Shmuel wasn't even born yet at the time is the, ged, the, the nether is nishchal, nishchal. So you can't make a nether on something that hasn't even arrived in the world, doesn't even exist yet. So therefore, you can't say that Shmuel, who isn't even born yet, is bound by something that his mother said before he even was he was even born. Number two, even if he was already born, is the nether from Chan and to Tzumach and Shmuel and Faranazir. Chana doesn't have the ability, the legal ability to be able to impose the uh, vow of being a, nod, a Nazir upon Shmuel. Why? For a because the Halacha is that a, the father, a man, can make his son into a Nazir. But a woman, the mother, cannot make her son into a Nazir. That's the Halacha. So therefore, even if he was already born, just because she said that he should be a nazar doesn't make him a nazar. So you might say that Alkana, her husband, he also joined the nether, he also made the nether. that he took that oath after Shmuel became uh, was born. Is vikumt vikumt as at the pasuk that says v'g'ne'der chana? So then, why, if it's all based on the fact that Alkana made him into a nazir, so then why does the, the Tanakh tell us that Chana was the one that said it? and a nazir and her statement that it should be a nazir does not impose naziris upon him. and Alkana doesn't tell us anything about. The main thing, which is that O'Connell also said it, and that's why he became a Nazir. So we can't say that the Torah would leave out the main component of his becoming a an Nazir and quote the one that is not really relevant to him becoming a Nazir. So it can't be that. We also can't say. Perhaps you could say it like this, we know that if a woman makes a nedeh, takes a vow, her husband can either disrupt the vow, disavow the vow, or he can affirm the vow, to say yes, I, uh, I accept my wife's vow, it should be as she said. The Torah gives the husband that kind of the, the uh, power to be able to either disrupt the vow or affirm the vow. So perhaps that's what happened. Hannah made the the uh, the, oh, the vow that her son should be a nazir, and Elkanah came along and he said, "Yes, I affirm that vow." And maybe that's what affirms, makes the uh, the uh, imposes the vow on Shmuel because now Elkanah also said it. So first of all, we still have the question that Shmuel wasn't yet born, so therefore you can't make a vow on somebody doesn't exist yet. And even if Shmuel had already been born, we still have the, the following question. When we talk, when the Torah talks about a husband affirming his wife's vow, all he's doing is affirming the vow that she took. He's not adding anything to her vow. Just affirming that whatever she did, he affirms it. And what he does is that now the, the person that took the vow his wife she has to fulfill that vow because the husband did affirm it but his affirming of his wife's vow doesn't in any way bring a new situation into the reality that the son is now obligated to keep a vow that his mother made the husband's affirming his wife's vow doesn't do that. That the kind of vow that the w- woman took, that the wa- mother took, doesn't have the power to impose it on her son. So the fact that the husband affirmed the vow doesn't give it that power. All it does is affirm the vow that she took. And the vow that she took doesn't have the power to affirm it, uh, to impose it on her son. So that's the question of the Radak. How exactly did Shmuel become a Nazar? The same question can be asked, a similar question can be asked in regards to Shimshin. The Rambam, zokt, the Rambam tells us that Shimshun was not a complete Nazar, a Nazar in the full sense of the word. And um, from them, mash, is from them mash, so when this would seem that he did have the holiness that comes with being a Nazir he was sanctified in that way, in other words, he had a personal status as a nozer. Not just to say that he had something similar to a Nazir he wasn't a Nazir but he had to do some of the things that a nozer has to do. He has to keep certain um, things, like not take a haircut, not drink wine, just like a nozer. But he himself wasn't a Nazar. No, it seems from the Ramam that he was. But not a complete, and not in the classic sense of the word. As he says, Nor kan He wasn't a complete, a full-fledged nozer. His so we have to understand uh, since Shimshon also didn't take a vow of Nazirus, the Malach, the angel told his mother that, sh- that he, his her son will have to conduct himself in the laws of Nazirus. so how could the angel who was saying he has perhaps the power to say that Shimshin has to conduct himself along the lines of a nazir but how does he have the power to turn him into a nazir? how does he make Shimshin into a nazir? he is able to say that Shimshin has to conduct himself according to the laws of Nazirus or some of them because you know a, a prophet let's say is a, if he says that somebody has to do something they are bound by the laws of the Torah to do that so the angel might have that power as well when an angel says that this is what you need to do, the Torah says you have to do that. But it can't turn somebody into a nazir. Only the vow of naziris can turn somebody into a nazir. And the angel is, doesn't have the ability to make a vow on behalf of shimshin That Shimshon is over and a nazir. How does he have the ability to be able to make shimshin into a nazir, even though it's not a complete nazir as the Rambam says? A shliach can ibbe what can an angel do? He can transmit a command from Hashem. A mitzvah mitzvah He can say that Hashem said to do so and so. A he can tell you what is going to happen in the future and so on. But where do we find that an angel has the ability to impose a certain um, status on a person? The, the holy status of a nazir. We don't find such a thing a nazirus of a adam. in our case, to put to put the status of a Nazir upon a person. Unoivda Kemenish dog over here also we can say at least according to what the Rammam says, ben Perhaps what happened is that the the angel first said it to the mother, and then Manoyak, the father of Shimshin, got into the act, got into the picture. He also asked questions and so on so perhaps Menoyach put the uh, put the status of Nazirus on his son which is possible as we know that a father is able to impose Nazirus on his son so we can't say that because the Rammam says clearly the Rammam states it he did not take a vow of Nazirus meaning Shimshin and therefore it means also his father but the Malach, it was the angel that separated him from uh, from tumah, from the from things that another has to do. and even more. So this is much from the Sibera Kosev. You can see this from this way that the pasuk, the Tanakh tells the story. First, the Malach came to the wife of Menoach, the mother of Shimshon. and he told her how she's going to have to conduct himself. Va'atei Now you have to be careful. V'al tishti do not drink wine, or other spirits, other type of wine. do not eat things which are tameh. nar. And he said also about the, the child, your son. he should not take a haircut. Kinazir l'kim because this son, this child, will be a nozer unto Hashem from birth mother. So that's what he first he started with the mother. Then the had the When the Manoyach got into the conversation, he asked, My year you, what is going to be the status of this son? What is he going to be doing? Had the Malach the said, the angel said to him, as Darv he responded, I told your wife what she has to do everything that I told her to do you shall do but he didn't say anything about this, Shimshin himself so we see that even when Menoyach got into the conversation nothing was said about Shimshin. in other words the Torah is not making the point that Manoyach imposed Nazirus on his son so that's not what happened then another thing. If, as we wanted to answer, the reason that Shmuel and Shimshon were a Nazir was because the father imposed the, the Nazirus on the son, how could then be said? It's said by the Rambam said by the Gemara and the Rambam spells it out that this idea that the father is able to impose Nazirus on his son is halacha ibn azir. that is a halacha meaning it has no source in the Torah it is handed down to Moshe Misinai halacha lo Meishu Misinai Baloshna Rambam as the Rambam actually articulates it ain lo bekosub there is nothing in the Pesach that shows any support for this idea is there is even no allusion to it in the Pasuk there is nothing you can point to in the Pasuk that tells you that a father is able to do that so how could you say that if it's clearly spelled out by Shmuel and also by Shimshin that the reason they became a Nazar was because their father made them into a Nazar. how could you say there is no allusion to it in the Torah two times the story is that the father made them into a Nazar. so therefore we see that it's not about the father making them into the Nazir there must be another reason why Shmuel and Shimshun became a Nazir and that has nothing to do with their father doing it Zion is the beer in them so the explanation is as follows you can't say that Shim, Shmuel and Shemshim were a Nazir because they themselves took it upon themselves can't say that because number one, we don't find any anything in the pasuk that says that they uh, accepted to be nazirim. It all is based on what their mothers, the mother said, or what the angel told the mother to do. Number two, the Rambam zok the Rambam actually says that Shimshin never took an, uh, an oath of or a vow of nazirus. On the other hand, On the other hand, the Mishnah says that it says It says Just like means Nazir, so also these psukim of Meirah, that is said, who said that? His mother, Chana, and the angel uh, said it to the mother of, so it was words from the angel or from Chana. Not from the principal, meaning Shmuel and Shemshin. Uh, His So from this, from the way the Mishnah puts it, it seems that that's the source of their naziris. The fact that the mother said it, and the fact that the Malach said, hey, seba, ken, doch But since, as we know, that cannot impose Naziru's upon the person, as we just spoke at length, zogna, me, me'in So therefore, we have to say that that was only sort of a contributing factor to their becoming a nazir, But there was something else that cemented it. As, we'll, as will soon be explained so they were contributing factors what the mother said, Chana said and what the angel said but that alone is not enough and that's why the Mishnah quotes that because they were a contributing factor and to understand this we'll first explain a din which is similar to that was. Aldaz bezdin, if a there is a child that is becoming a ger, so in other words, the bezdin who who takes responsibility of that, in some cases the bezdin takes responsibility, they get together and they say yes we're going to make him into a ger and they put him in the mikveh with that intention. Other than there is a aviv, or in the case where a family is becoming, is uh, the father is becoming a ger, and he wants his young child to become a ger as well. So when he becomes a ger, the child becomes a ger along with him, is the din. So then what is the halacha? What's the status of this child? Azven higdilu yechelun limchais, When they become ba mitzvah, when they become adults, they are able to say, I don't want anything to do with this. This was done to me as a child. I don't really agree. I'm an adult now, I decided I, I decided I don't want to go along with it. The However, once they were bar mitzvah, even for a short while, and they did not protest, then they can no longer protest. You have the opportunity when you become an adult, after that, once you, you didn't protest, you're a full-fledged ger so we can explain that, what is the reason for this, how does this, what's the mechanism, how does this work, even though, when the child was made into a ger, as a child, he was a ger, Then how is he able to protest, and say, I don't want this anymore, he was a Jew, and now suddenly becomes, no, he's no longer a Jew, and is a goy given, becomes again a goy as he was originally. So the answer is because being a ger as a child is all it is is it has the the act of gerus. Everything was done in order to make him into a ger. But he doesn't. Be- he doesn't ex- receive the holiness of a Jew until he becomes an adult so then when he becomes an adult and and he doesn't protest that which was done uh, three years ago whenever it happened he becomes sanctified as a Jew not only from now and on but it also applies retroactively to the time when the act of Geirus happened. And for this reason he doesn't have to go to the mikveh again when he becomes an adult, when he becomes bar mitzvah, because the that happened three years ago it, retroactively it goes back to then and therefore he doesn't have to redo it. The Maisa geyrus happened and continues as long as he doesn't protest and he doesn't have to have any more blood draw, drawn as a bris Nor from it's enough the acts that, make that, that it takes to make a goy into a yid which is tefillah, going to the mikveh a bris and so on what happened back then by the Besdin or by his father is enough and it doesn't have to be redone because the holiness that now be, uh, sets down upon him, goes back retroactively to the time when the act of Gaus happened. mamish. in a similar way, but not exactly. Yet we have another thing in regards to Gators. Yet the the process of Gators by a man is first he has to have a bris, and then after a short uh, a while when the, until the bris heals, then he goes to the mikveh. So what happens, what's his status of the, when he has the bris, but he hasn't yet gone to the mikveh? So when the bris is done, and he's not really becoming a full-fledged Jew yet, because he didn't go to the mikveh yet, but you make a bracha to make a bris to a ger. In fact, there's an extended bracha that is done as well. So he had his bris and they made a bracha and then a short time goes by until before he, had it, he went to the mikveh he can regret the whole thing and say never mind I decided I don't want to go through with it. When that is again a and he goes back to being a goy, even though he had a bris and a bracha was made and so on. nochmer even more so. Kepirush Ramban as the Ramban says is the far machine of In fact that is the reason that we delay we make a certain delay between the bris and when he goes to the mikveh, because we want to give him the opportunity that if he wants to change his mind, he can change his mind. We don't rush him into anything. He had his bris, take a little time, let him think it over, and decide that he wants to go ahead with the tefillah. And so there is was, was discussion, much discussion about this status of the bris of the ger. So there's also a similar thing here that the bris is already part of the geiris. We're talking about an adult. And yet, it doesn't, it doesn't have the full impact of the geiris because he could change his mind, although we made a bracha. So there is, we see that there is something, there is going through with the act of geiris, but then the, ge- the, the holiness of a Jew only sets in at a later time And of course it goes back retroactively to the time the bris is part of that even though he has to have a bris to become a Jew and yet there is a delay between the two. So we see that there is this idea of one thing happens and then at a later point that's when it becomes fully recognized. Not fully recognized but fully impactful. In a similar way we can apply to what happened over here by Shimshin and Shmuel. That what the angel said that he should, uh, he shouldn't have any haircut and so on because he's going to be a Nazir. That cannot turn him into a Nazir. It doesn't make him into a Nazir. All it did was the, they are now obligated to conduct themselves in the way the Malach said, because it's a message from Hashem, so they have to do that but it doesn't have the ability to turn him into another. only a certain uh, vow, the vow of the person is able to do that, or of the father All it could do is Shimshon is now prohibited from uh, taking a haircut and drinking wine but it doesn't make him into a nose asoi ikd ned fun khana in a similar way also the vow that khana took on her loyal that he will never have a haircut is that she ned was his boys me khayf khayf zikh tsunaygsein all it does is that she has to now conduct himself in preventing him from doing from taking a haircut At this, sorry, I said the next sentence. Here he's saying that all it does is prevent the person from taking a haircut based on his mother's vow. even more so. Even if you want to talk about conducting yourself in the, in the according to the laws of Nazirus, even though you're not a Nazir technically, even that didn't apply to Shmuel. His mother said. I will not give him a haircut. I will make sure that he does so and so. So it's a nether, it's a vow that she took upon herself. She didn't even place it on Shmuel. But Shmuel had kein Shmuel never took that vow. <speaking in Hebrew> his mother, took upon herself a vow to make sure that Shmuel will conduct himself as a nozer for the rest of his life. It's all about her. It's all upon her. But then when Shmuel and Shimsh, when they became adults and they did not protest, what am I doing? Why do I have this long hair down to my knees? What's going on? I don't want this anymore. They didn't do that. They conduct themselves. They continue to do the laws of Nazirus. They continue to go ahead with the laws of Nazirus. So that the fact that when they were adults and they continue in the ways of Nazirus, it now imposed upon them the holiness of a Nazir retroactively to when they were born. Of course, there were differences between them. In regards to Shimshin, it was only prohibited from drinking wine or taking a haircut and by Shmuel it put upon him the obligation as his mother was leading him to the idea of being a nozer in the classical sense of a Nazir for the rest of his life different than Shimshin. but that's the idea just like the Ger he, when he doesn't protest when he becomes a Godel it imposes that status upon him so also, these Nazirim, even though they only had to do the laws of Nazir, but when they didn't protest, it placed the status of a Nazir upon them, each one according to their behavior, to what they were uh, they were doing. It's not that they took that vow, because a vow has to be taken either classically by verbalizing the uh, the vow or, the or at least even if you, you make it in your heart you should conduct yourself according to it but there has to be your own personal commitment to it so they didn't do that back then so even when they were by mitzvah they, didn't, they wouldn't have said I am hereby taking upon myself so it isn't a nedr but the fact that they continued conduct, to conduct themselves according to what a Nazir does, as they had until they became a mitzvah, meaning they did not protest what was going on, it caused the holiness of Nazir to attach itself to them at the time when they did not protest, when they became a god or when they became an adult. Al similar to what we said before by a, a Ger by a young uh, uh, child ger, as a gerus, that he doesn't have to do the act of becoming a ger once again. it's enough what, was, what happened when he was a child, and we just go back to that. So also here, the fact that they were doing the mycenaceus when they become an adult it Ratifies that which they did and imposes the holiness of a gerus of a, sorry of a nazir upon them at the time of the mitzvah. Ches al pizez das rab Roy nazirus shmuel from Based on this, we can now understand what uh, rab Roy is saying that we can learn the nazirus of of uh, shmuel from shimshin through Aqzei R'shova. Shimshin is nish given even though Shimshin was not a complete nozer, and therefore there was the problem with Lachatsoin, that he can't do it half-ways. Because Shimshin was permitted to come into contact with the, the dead. Now we can understand that. Why? The limud is nish nor agilui milsef as made a main tar. The the, the gzeirah is not just to point out that the, that, that means a, a blade. That's not what it's about. Rather, it's a full fledged gzeirah as is always as is always applied, and as is seen from the wording of the Mishnah that it is gzeirah shavah. And it's true that normally we would apply, that we would apply, shavu there is no Gzer Shabba halfway. L'en top Rab Noiroi from Shimshin. What Rab Noiroi is using the Gzer Shabba for, to learn from Shimshin, is <laughs> that the fact that Shimshin did not protest and say that he doesn't want to be a Nazir when he became Ba'mitzvah and that that means that he took upon himself the conduct of Nazirus that this is not something that just adds to the amount of things that he's not allowed to do that he becomes prohibited in more things things that he wasn't prohibited to do before because now it's become official and now he's not allowed to do let's say nor, rather, what does it mean? As in the is given that in those things that he was told by the angel not to do, and in the things that he did in fact do when he was a child, is the in Echos. So now that he that he did not protest when he became Bar which means he took it on, what it means is it changed who he was, it conferred on him the status of a Nazir. Not that he's doing the things of a Nazir, but that he is a Nazir. As fundem din han ben That now that he didn't protest, and he became an adult, now he no longer is someone that is conducting himself like a Nazir, but he became, and he took on, the holiness of a Nazir, and he became a Nazir. That's what we learn from the... the the Exeter Shava from Shimshan. That's the point of are learning on the fun lentmen of by Shmuel, and therefore we now apply this also to Shmuel as Heder machasei That by Shmuel too, when he became an adult. So the fact that he didn't protest those things which his mother Chana was doing was sort of uh, guiding him to do to behave in the way of an of a nazir because of what she had taken upon herself in her vow and now that he didn't protest he became a Nazir and he took on the holiness of a Nazir just like Shimshin did and that's what's being learned from the Zayr Shavu test so according to this, it comes out as the Toichem in the Kodesh House Baruch and Diber and Rav is that what is the uh, the logic behind Rav Roy? As an Inyavas Kumt Lchaire Blose Al Taskama Vehemshacht Sum Iker Vyasaida Daver. Now we see that according to the way Rav Roy sees it, something which comes as a, an a, something that comes later as an agreement to something that was initiated earlier. The initiation is, of course, where things happen. But we see that the fact that the uh, the uh, Shimshin uh, and then Shmuel didn't protest, in other words, agreed with what had been initiated by their mother and by the angel earlier, accomplishes, makes something happen that is even greater than what was initiated originally. Initiated originally was that they're going to behave like a Nazir Their agreement to it is what made them into a nozir. One of them bring the Gemara, and that's why the Gemara brings another example of this. A discussion that took place and an explanation for what the Mishnah is saying. <coughs> that Rab said to Rabbi, "Son Chayvabriich, take the initiative to make the bracha." Behind Amalei Rab Huna, Rab said to his son, "Chayvabriich." What that means is the Mavarech is there was to do the bracha. The one that makes the bracha, he's the one that he's doing the main work, the main, the heavy lifting. He's one initiating it. When they amen, the one that answers the amen is not maskim of the of the He's only acknowledging, like the uh, the two boys, like Shmuel and Shimshon, They only agreed to what their mother and the angel had initiated. And licht zu the to the to the by Nazir, similar to what we talked about in the Nazir, es falan ikir and the shpete de where there was. What started the whole thing. And then when they agreed. But from The fact that they advised their sons. Meaning the Rav and Rav Huna, That they should make the Bracha. They should be the ones to say the Bracha. And we see. as the That seems to disagree with what Rav Noir is saying. Over there it seems that. It's more important to be the one making the Bracha, the one initiating the thing. Is the Gemara so the Gemara continues memory the Should we say therefore that the one making the Bracha, the one initiating it is more important or has more power, has a more powerful impact on what's happening? As, bro, uh, as by the bracha is the mevorach the maschul starker and besser with the ayna amen. That by the bracha the one making brachas uh, has a more more of an impact is greater than the one answering amen. The messiah begeimer which is the one that concludes um, like the one that was maskin. But tanya. But we have a brisa that says the opposite. <speaking in Hebrew> We have a b'raissa in which we see that in the terms of the bracha, in regards to bracha, also Rabbi Yehissi and Rabbi Nehroi go according to their shita in, uh, in regards to Nazir, that the one agreeing to the nazirus makes a greater impact than the one that initiated the whole thing. Because by bracha they too say that the one that answers Amen, in other, one's the one, in other words, the one agreeing has is greater than the one making the bracha. So here we see the connection between the Gemara and what the Mishnah was talking about. The bir b'zeh. To explain it. The machlekes is Rabbi Rabi Rabnei Roy in the Mishnah, is given a The machlekes that we have in our Mishnah between Rabi and Rabnei Roy, which is on the issue whether Shmuel was a nazir. Is nishnar in Loshna Kosova? It's not only about the wording of the pasuk by Shmuel Whether the word "mayre" means that he's a Nazir doesn't mean that he shouldn't be afraid of people. Nor oich Their machlekes is also about how do we understand it. is as The opinion of Rabbi Yaisi is that the one who agrees, like in the case of Shmuel and Shimshin, they can only add to what was initiated they can add a higher level to what was more of what was initiated but it can't bring out a whole new concept it can't bring out a new level in the whole thing for instance to say that till now he was only conducting himself by Nazareth, and now he becomes a nazir that it can't do it can't change the, what he is agreeing to, to a new fundamental thing. He can agree to what was initiated, but to make it into a whole new thing, that now he becomes the holiness of a nozer, that it can't do. And that's why Rabbi Yossi holds, that only Shimshin was able to become a nazir through his non-disputation of his, stat, of, of his conduct, why, is it only apply, why does it only apply to Shimshon? Because number one... Because in Shimshun's case, even before he agreed, even when he was a child, he was, there was a direct command from an angel that he has to do this. And number two... is And even with his agreement he didn't become a full-fledged Nazir. had in is We know that Shimshin didn't become a full Nazir and therefore there's no proof from what Shimshon, what happened by Shimshin that first of all he was commanded he must do so and so whereas by Chana it was only her it was her vow that she will guide him in that but he had no responsibility. And the second thing is that Shimshin didn't become a full Nazir anyway, even with his agreement, but by Shmuel, with his agreement, he would have had to become a full Nazir, so therefore there's no proof, says Rabbi Yaisi, from, you can't extrapolate from Shimshon's case to Shmuel's case das, Rabbi Roy, is aber. however Rabbi Roy holds, as a skama that the agreement is is in itself brings a new, a deeper sense to it can pilezain anayim gather and can create a new situation. Starke beechos v'natscholos yigaradaber, which is even more powerful and makes a greater impact than what started the whole thing. Bizas espeil shlemus until it can bring it to its perfection. That he becomes a full. He becomes a nazir. He becomes a nazir. When the ribbit is euch shmul give her a nazir docheder machosay and therefore even shmul. Uh, became a full Nazir even though Shimshon didn't become a full Nazir but since we know from Shimshon that the agreement can bring it to a new height therefore by Shmuel it can also bring it to a new height even though in the case of Shmuel before he agreed there was no obligation on him it was his mother's vow about herself there was only a, an obligation because of the vow that she took. And number two, By the, by the fact that Shmuel didn't protest, he now became a full-fledged Nazir in the full sense of the word. And what he's saying is, each case is treated in the context of its case. So what we learn from the from Shmuel is that the lack of pro- protest brings the brings it to a higher level, can make him into a nazir. Of course, by Shimshin, because of the situation there, the situation in his case was that it didn't bring him to a full fledged nazirus because his nazirus was different. But by Shmuel, by Shimshin, it wasn't full fledged. But by Shmuel since the context of Shmuel's Nazirus is different than, um, than Shimshin's Nazirus, the thing that we learn from Shimshin is that the agreement, the lack of protest, brings it to its full-fledged um, case of Nazirus, which is, of course, different by Shmuel than by Shimshin because each one is treated in its own context. But the idea that the lack of protest brings it to a new level, that is... Equal to both, and therefore the Naziris of the Naziris to which Shmuel did not protest on Naziraylam, which made him into a regular Nazir, what's called a Naziraylam. And that's also their same uh, uh, opinion in regards to the question of the bracha, whether the bracha is more important or the. <coughs> Or the Amen is more important. And although you might think that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Noiroy agree, we will see that they don't exactly agree. Rabbi Yossi, zog, Rabbi Yossi says, that the one who answers Amen is greater than the one that makes the bracha, uh, that the type, that there is a quality in the one that agrees, the one that says Amen over the one that makes the bracha. Over oh, the one that begins the, initiates the process, via there is, the one who makes the bracha is great, the one that answers amen takes it to a new, moves it up a notch, moves it to a greater level, doesn't create a whole new reality, a new, a new status, like by the case of Nazareth, it creates a new status, Shlemos in the Bracha. It just brings, hey, it doesn't bring a new quality to the Bracha. It just moves it up to a higher level. And Rabna, to this comes Rab and he adds. He's not just agreeing with Rab Yaisi, he's taking it to a whole new level than Rab Yaisi. He says, like an oath. Kach hu, this is how it is. Rab Noiroy says, it's not just that it moves it forward a little bit. It changes it fundamentally. That's why he uses such strong language. He's uh, like an oath. It's something ex- extraordinarily different. That the answering amen is not just that it moves it forward a little bit. It's a whole new status that is brought to it. In more the one answering amen is a whole new level, great different than the one making the bracha. the the and that's why he brings his proof. that the weaker soldiers they're the ones that start the war. but the the uh, expert soldiers are the ones that bring home the victory. The the what's the meaning of this marshal? The difference between the one that starts it. Ikiradover, in other words, starts and, and uh, establishes it. Undervas maskim, and the one that later agrees and, and come, you know, takes it to the next level is Vida the chaloshim Is the same difference as the weaker uh, soldiers that start the war and the, the the strong soldiers, the experts that bring home the victory. Chaloshim is vi by the weak ones is like by the the vow of Khanna, Vashatashale Kaichia Vashmuel, that she started it, but she didn't the no responsibility was placed on Shmuel. He had no obligation to become a Nazir. When Azai is the Mavorich, so also with the one that makes the Bracha, on Sunish fall endict uh machod the Gerkoton that the smabatl sein. Because it doesn't bring it, it doesn't establish the fact of the Nazirus, or of the Ger, like in the case of the Ger. Because the child that became a Ger can later say, I don't want anything to do with it. So we see that even though it started it, that's what initiated it, but it doesn't have the power to make it the reality. And he can always back out. But the one that, agree, that says Amen the one of the one that establishes and affirms the thing that was started, he is like the, the more the stronger soldiers. Not only does he move it forward and make it stronger somewhat, nor him, They're the ones that deliver the victory. They make it the reality. Er macht it creates a new situation, a new reality. And the one that answers Amen is the one that causes the he finalizes it. But Shlem is in the Bracha, in the Bracha as well, only Shmuel Vas is Gibbon Bhadaj bin Azirum like Shmuel that became sanctified as a nazir in the classic sense of the of the of the uh, meaning of nazir. So Rab Yossi and Rab Noiroy even though in the matter of brachas they seem to be agreeing but they're very different than what they're saying. Based on this we can now understand Now we can understand why the Gemara finishes with this statement about the students of Chachamim which bring peace it would seem that he, why does he say the students of Chachamim why doesn't he say the sages bring peace to the world why does he say the students of the sages what is the difference between the students and the sages themselves perhaps we could say that this is the difference Chachamim bale The sages is referring to the ones that taught and studied Mishnah. They were the masters of the Mishnah. In the time of the Gemara, the the Chachamin, the sages, the teachers, were the ones that were clear. They knew the Mishnah inside out. Ukaloshin. And as in the Gemara, we find that they refer to the Chachamim as the ones that study Mishnah. The Chachamim, the sages taught in their Mishnah. The sages taught in the language of the Mishnah. The students of the Chachamim means the students of those sages. They are the ones that studied under the masters of the Mishnah. It's the students that bring the peace to the world. And the reason for this is is similar to what we find in the Gemara. The Gemara says, The the, uh, the ones that teach Mishnah or learn Mishnah that are focused on Mishnah, they could be destroyers of the world. Why? Because they give rulings directly from their Mishnah what's the problem with that since in the Mishnah the Mishnah doesn't explain the reasoning behind the law so therefore if you know Mishnah only very well but you know only Mishnah you lack the background you don't understand the background of why this halacha is that way or like somewhat not to say that the sages of the Mishnah lacked, or the ones that knew the Mishnah in the time of the Gemara lacked it, but there's some, something missing. So it's possible, if you don't know what the background is, you see two things which seem similar, but you don't get what's behind it. You could compare two things which are actually not similar, because the reasoning is different behind them. And therefore you can make a mistake in the way you give your ruling. And as our sages tell us, Ain when it says in the passage there is no peace, that means that is somebody that leaves his the study of Talmud, which means explaining the Mishnah, understanding why the Mishnah says what it says. So he leaves that method of learning and goes back to learning only Mishnah. That means no peace because you're going back from understanding why things are the way they are to just stating facts. And this explains what's going on in how it's similar to the reasoning that Rav Noir gave this is similar to what was said in the Mishnah in regards to the Nazirus of Shmuel and Shimshon and how they're similar and the Gemara said this in regards to the one that answers Amen over the one that makes the bracha even though Shmuel and Shimshon in order to start on the path of Nazirus, they needed Chana's uh, vow and they needed the instruction of the Malach in the case of Shmuel and Shimshin. In them, still their act the thing that they did which means their agreement or non-disagreement it brought them to a much higher level it, start, it brought them to a new qualitative difference more than what started the whole thing and the same thing. And the, the one that answers Amen needs to have the one that makes the Bracha. Without the one that makes the Bracha, there is no Amen. And what he's agreeing to by saying Amen is to what the one that made the Bracha said. So he needs it. Yet, he accomplishes more than the one that made the Bracha. So we find that similarity you need the one that starts it without that nothing happens but when you give your contribution of agreeing, that brings it to a whole new level and the same is true in this story in this uh, issue of the Talmud Chachamin even though they are merely students and they need their teachers the masters of Mishnah to teach them Yet, because they are involved in the Talmud, in analyzing, they can accomplish more than the teachers themselves. They bring out a peace into the world. But on the other hand, the sages themselves, the Bali Mishnah, is not only do they not contribute to the peace in the world? <speaking> in <Hebrew> to the contrary, the Gemara says that they could sometimes contribute to the destruction of the world. So the same point is being made, that the one that comes later, even though he needs the one that taught him, that started the whole thing, but he can bring it to a whole new level. That's why these three things are le- related. The Mishnah, the uh, discussion about the the one that makes the bracha or the one that answers Amin. and then Now we see how they flow into each other. Yudalif. The bir from the members of the and so the Mishnah. So now to explain the connection between what is the two things that are mentioned in the Gemara and the Mishnah. The to explain how they work from the inner dimension of Torah. We'll understand this by first explaining the reason why this idea, as that the one that affirms the matter can accomplish in, uh, uh, much more than the one that started it, is Mavurba ben and that's explained in the context of the laws of Nazir. This concept is explained within the context of the laws of Nazir there are certain things that the Torah says you cannot do this limits our behavior tells us that we can do certain things he doesn't just do what the Torah says not to do he takes on more things that he doesn't want to do the Torah allows drinking wine cutting your hair and so on he says he's not going to do them more than what the Torah doesn't allow, and through this he brings an additional level of holiness to himself as well as to the world in general. On this is mavur chsedus, as it's explained, chsedus as a nazir is mamshuk a moshev in seider shdalshulis from a meidel me seider shdalshulis, that a nazir is able to bring down into the Limited world, say the from energies and lights which come from beyond, say the And and that's why Nazir, who's a, what is his accomplishment, that he is able to bring those very exalted lights into the into our world, into the world of the Makabul. So therefore, it by the Nazir is emphasized the greatness of the makabal of the receiver that's why by him in, through the laws of Nazar we see the greatness of the one that receives the energies, the lights, the air, more than the one that is bestowing the lights and the air, because his accomplishment is that he brings those great lights into the reality of the makabal, of the world as we know it and that's the meaning of the one that answers Amen is greater than the one that makes the Baruchah the one that makes the bracha means that he draws down, the word Mevorech means to draw down from, the, from above, down to below he brings down these great very exalted levels which causes what's called Yehudi law, the, the type of bitl that comes on a much higher level. Which means, when you bring down a great level of light that transcends the world, because of it, the greatness of the light, it transforms the world, but it doesn't happen with, from the perspective of the world. It happens because a great light is descending and therefore neutralizes the world. And you see only the great light. What is the Is Amin? maskim of The one that affirms the Bracha. What that means is, that also from the perspective of below, there should be a recognition of the greatness that comes from above. Not just because it came from above, and there's no, you know, we just lose ourselves. But this means that even from below, with the perspective of the one below of creation, we now see the greatness. That is what's called something that comes from, initiated from below. in that means rather than too tra- transformative, it means to take the things which are usually considered to be anti-God and to subdue them so that they also will accept godliness. Still, even though this is a much lower level tata, it's only a skafia, it's still greater the one that answers Amin that accomplishes it from below, is greater than the one that brings it from above. Because there is a certain quality to Yehuda Tata that it transforms the One Below. It transforms our world. So from that perspective it's even greater than what happens in the worlds above when you bring the world above down into this world but from its perspective where the One Below hasn't come on board yet. When the, when the world below comes on board that is a much greater level even though it's a more limited level but when you transform the world below, that's much greater. But in this quality that we speak of, the one answering, affirming the, the Bracha, there are two levels to this. The way it, it plays out in our day and age. was That even though there is a certain quality in transforming the below or subduing and changing the world below into a more godly place but since in golus, before Mashiach comes, this can never be accomplished fully, we can never really do this fully therefore we always recognize as true transformation which comes from above which really is transformative as being greater than skafia, because skafia can never be fully accomplished. But then there is how these things will happen after Mashiach comes. Then we will see the true value of the Aveda from the perspective of below. Because then the transformation that happens from below will be complete and will be perfect. It will go to such a degree that there will be no uncleanliness and impurity in the world anymore. There will be such a transformation from below, that it will be called Skafia. Everything will be transformed into holiness, but from the Avedah that happened down here in the world. And that's why, after Tchiyas Mesim, we will live with the Gulf. The goof will become as holy and greater than the neshama itself. When the neshama is from the neshama will take its nourishment from the body. Because that kind of transformation, where the guf reaches perfection, which is impossible now, but then when the guf reaches perfection, that's an even higher transformation than when it if it happens from above. On de from that's the difference of opinion between Rabbi Yehissi and Rabbi Nehroi. Rabbi Yehissi Rabbi Yehissi happens to be the same numerical value as the word Lechim, which is also the same numerical value as the nature. amen he says that the one that answers Amen is greater than the one that makes the bracha. And that in the case of Shimshin, he was able through his lack of protest to uh, bring himself to a higher level of nazirus, more than it was from just what the Malach told him to do that there is a certain quality from the work that is done below over the one that uh, makes the bracha, that initiates it, even greater than what comes from above. But at the same time is the word is of course related to the name yesi, in Hebrew, is the Aramaic version of Yosef. And thus is Yosef is the way things come from above, from Lashem from the... And that's where Rabbi Yosef addresses it, how it as it is happening today, in our day and age. That Yehuda Tatoah can never reach the transformation from below, since it can never reach perfection can never be compared to what happens, comes from above. So therefore, even though there is a quality to iskafia, but it's never on the level of, or greater than, and, and at least not in the same way as Reb Noir Roy says, greater than the one making the bracha itself, greater than the ishapcha which comes from above. Yehuda'iloh, the greatness of Yehudilah and ishapcha. And for this reason Shimshin, and Dijamenka Nozir Nozer. that's why Shimshin could never reach the perfection of Nozer. He was always not a the standard Nozer. He was on a level lower. because there is a certain quality in our time which is can only be reached through flow from above. We can never reach perfection from below. That's why Shimshin could never reach the real status of a Nozir. The full status of a Nozir. Mashenkin, Rab but when Rab Noiroi sees it, Nishkan Shemba Loshno Kodesh. That is not a name in Loshno Kodesh, but the Gili von viziz mitzadatz A name in Loshno Kodesh would show on how the Taira is from above, how it comes from above. But rather, what is Reb Noiroi? Nor shem from Targum. His name is a an Aramaic name that comes from the languages of the seven, 70 nations. The as we transform a name that comes from there through Taira, and it becomes a holy name. At the same time, the meaning of Rabnairoi means "light, mayor, but it doesn't have the same impact as the name Meir which is the Hebrew version of the Loshankaish version of Rabnairoi but his name is a is a name in another language. That's why he talks about answering Amen as it will be in the time of Mashiach. As is that the trans the what is accomplished through the Amen through the work down here is infinitely greater than what comes from above as he expresses Hashamayim, as an oath, and that it delivers the final uh, success, the final victory. Because since his name is Reb Noiroi, and he celebrates the perfection of how things are below, that's why he focuses on how things will happen when Mashiach comes, when there will be a truly great, the true greatness from what happened below, how we transform the language of the and the names of the other nations, that, that even through the avoda of mata, the one of, the, of us below here, we will see the great illumination that comes from the word noiroi. From from the transformation that happens through our avoda in iskafia, in mata, in what in the real world, is iskafia. As I said, the ishapcha which comes through iskafia, the from in Law, the Tata, how the bittel which comes from above comes together with and and, and infiltrates the Yehuda tatah how we accomplished it down here, which is the greatest thing possible that we could ever achieve, that could ever be achieved.